What a joy it is to, to be together Christmas Eve, sing songs about Jesus, our Lord, our Savior. It's a special time for me every year. I really love this gathering on Christmas Eve. I want to take a few minutes tonight to share some greater insight into the theme verse that's driven our Advent series this Christmas, this December. The Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 12. When he declares that he is the light of the world. And and I've been praying that we see why it's good news this Christmas for all who believe in him for salvation. John chapter 8, verse 12 says this, Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. First, a little bit of context for where Jesus is saying this, and when he said it. It's the time near or during what's called the Feast of the Tabernacles. Jesus is talking in the courtyard where the ceremonies for that festival were conducted. In John chapter 8, verse 20, he spoke these words, it says, while teaching in the temple area next near the place where the offerings were put. On the first night of the Feast of the Tabernacles, and on the succeeding nights as well, after the sun had set, two large lamps were lit in the courts of the temple. These were huge lamps. Some historians say they they stood 75 feet tall so they could illuminate such a large area where people would gather in the city. The lamps were said to cast their light almost over every main quarter of that part of Jerusalem. The lamps were meant to recall the great pillar of cloud and pillar of fire given by God to accompany His people during their wilderness wanderings. This was the cloud that appeared on the day the Israelites left Egypt and then guided them through their journeys in the desert for 40 years until they reached the promised land. It gave them shade by day and light and warmth at night. And so when Jesus says, I am the light of the world, In this context, this would have meant something very special to the Jews who were hearing it, standing in this light, this symbolic light, thinking of the history, thinking of what God did in that time for their people. While the illumination of the sun, that we're very blessed by every day, is something that we often take for granted, because again, it's so normal. This was something special. The lamp stood for something. It was a reminder to the people of God's intervention and provision to help provide escape from slavery. God freed His people from slavery and provided them a way to the promised land. So, consider it now with me again in its context. Jesus is not just saying, I bring light that will help you have a better temporary life, more money, better health, lots of friends, lasting job. No, it was so much bigger than that. Jesus is saying, as I bring light, it is to free you from a much deeper slavery. 
a slavery of your sin, a slavery that has you trapped for eternal death. I am the one who can light you unto eternal life. Paul says this very well in a passage that we've referenced often in this sermon series this December, Colossians chapter 1, 13 through 14. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. That there is a spiritual transfer from the domain of darkness into the kingdom of God's beloved Son, Jesus Christ. Hear me clearly this Christmas Eve. We cannot light our own way. We cannot produce enough good stuff. We we can't get shiny enough to sway the absolutely perfect and holy God to seeing us as righteous when He knows we're not. We have to have the light of Christ upon us to light up our lives. Without Jesus' light, without God's special and spiritual illumination in your life, we're powerless to escape the darkness of our sin. Jesus says it so clearly. Listen to His words again. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. This means that when God looks down to decide whether or not we get to have deep and lasting eternal relationship with Him in life, instead of living in the darkness, weeping and gnashing in teeth, rightly paying the price we earned because of our sin, For those whom Christ has illuminated, those who have put their faith in Him, who have the light of Christ, when God looks down, He doesn't see us in our darkness. He sees us in the light of Christ. He sees Jesus. The floodlight that is Jesus' life, death, and resurrection has covered His redeemed. So that when God looks upon us, He sees Jesus' purity and perfection and righteousness. He sees Jesus' work and power at work in and through us. He doesn't see our sin. Our sin has been paid for by Jesus. For those who repent of their sin and trust their lives to Jesus with faith, we belong to Jesus. We obey Him and follow Him. We no longer walk in the darkness, but in the light of Christ. In this verse, we see Him speaking of life, eternal life. But that, that light for God's people is something He's doing in a people that Scripture says will be for from every tribe, tongue, and nation. I want you also to take note of the fact that this is one of Jesus' very famous I am statements. Statements where He is declaring His Godness, His divinity, that He is eternally God. I am the very name of God. The first one we see in John's Gospel is John 6.35. I am the bread of life, He declared. And now, Jesus is saying, I am the light of the world. This is a life-changing verse. If you see it for what it is. If you see Jesus for who He is. It says that following Jesus is more than just throwing an endorsement His way. Saying, hey, I'm with Jesus. 
I, I believe he's the real deal. It's bigger than that. It's bigger than an endorsement. It's bigger than a, a passing, compartmentalized, religious system of belief. No, it means when you belong to Him, you follow Him. He is not just your Savior, but your Lord. You follow Him with your entire life. It means you are so taken with Him that you, you join yourself to Him. You die with Him. You rise with Him. You submit to Him and depend on Him in everything. That's your faith at work. It means you are no longer in charge of your life. Jesus is. And this belonging to Jesus is the greatest thing that could ever happen to you. Notice that when we follow Him, we have Him. We have Him as the light of life. He says, I am the light. Whoever follows Me will have the light. If you follow Me, you have Me, He says. I'm yours. I'm your shepherd. I'm your sacrifice. I'm your bread. I'm your light. Pastor John Piper is a pastor that we love dearly, and he says it this way, We are dead and blind to the light until the life of Jesus is imparted to us by God's Spirit. And then we see the eyes of our hearts are opened, and the divine light streams into us, into our now living spirits. And thus we have the light of life. The light that comes from new spiritual eye-opening life. The life that gives sight to the blind soul. Eternal life giving eternal sight. Understand, Jesus doesn't just make your life better. If that is what you think you've gained in following Jesus, then you've missed it. No, no, Jesus is so much better than a temporary provision for a temporary life. He is life. He is eternal life with the living God. You must believe. Before we move on, don't miss the utter life-changing thing that comes with illumination, belief. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. Down the page in chapter 8, verse 24, Jesus says this, Unless you believe that I am He, literally, I am God, Savior, you will die in your sins. So let me ask you this Christmas Eve, 2019, do you believe your life into Jesus? Not just believe about Him, but you trust yourself to Him. You follow Him with your life. Just like the other I am statement I mentioned before, John 6.35, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to Me shall not hunger. Whoever believes in Me shall never thirst. Whoever comes to Me, whoever believes in Me, not just believes about Me, but submits their life to Me. It's not enough just to say, hey, I'm for Jesus. I have a pin that you wear that says, I voted for Jesus. No, no, no. He says you must give up your old life. 
You must give up the life that you ruled, where you were the Lord, where you were the decision maker, and I must become Lord. To come to me and believe, the Greek says, into me, to trust your life to him is what that's talking about. This is why Jesus came to the world. This is why he spoke these words and why I'm preaching this message tonight. This can happen here tonight. When I started this message, you might have been an unbeliever. Someone who thought they were doing okay. Someone who maybe thought they were, had their own way. But, or maybe you even thought you were a believer. But your abiding faith and your devotion to God is far from your reality. If this is you, I've been praying for you. And I pray tonight that before the message is over, you're a believer. Not because I've said anything in my own words that's amazing, but because you've heard the Gospel, you've heard the love of God for His Son to take on flesh, to live and to die in our place, to rise from the grave, to conquer death. To see that you can't overcome the darkness on your own. You need a Savior. You need the perfection of Jesus in your place. This can happen tonight. The only way for us to overcome the darkness that we live in because of our sin is to trust Jesus. Romans 6.23 clearly tells us the wages of sin is death. We earn death because of our sin. I pray that tonight you see that eternal death is your biggest problem if you're apart from Jesus. It's bigger than a broken relationship. It's bigger than lack of money in the bank. It's it's bigger than losing a job. It's bigger than cancer. It's eternal death. It's eternal suffering. But the good news of the rest of that verse says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. He is given a gift like no other gift that's ever been given. The free gift of God is eternal life only in Christ Jesus our Lord. In case you didn't know, Christ is not Jesus' last name. The title that He has It means Messiah. It means promised Redeemer. It's the one that Israel had been waiting for, that mankind had been waiting for. And His arrival that first Christmas, His advent, changed everything. The Messiah was here in flesh. The angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus in Hebrew is Yeshua. means Yahweh saves. God saves. The eternal and glorious God of all creation. The eternal and glorious God the Son Set aside His glory and eternal throne to put on flesh, to become just like you and me, and yet without sin. Why did He do this? Why why this journey? Why 
be born? Why live this life? Why incarnate? Hebrews 2.17 tells us Jesus had to be made like us in every respect so that he could pay for the sins of his people. Friends and family, I pray you see this most central truth of Christmas tonight. Christmas, the annual celebration of the greatest gift ever given. A gift we did not deserve in any way. A gift he was not obligated to give. It was the gift of light, the light of the world, the light of life. The light that shines in the darkness and saves undeserving sinners from eternal death to eternal life. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. I want to close with this, looking at that other title, Christ, the Messiah, the Savior, and Lord. Lord means master. One who has authority over another. See, the gift from God is not for the entire world, but for ones who would confess their sin and surrender their life to Jesus to be their Lord. It is for those who stop living for their own glory and acting as Lord of their own life, and start living for the glory of God and submit to Jesus who is Lord of their life. The fact is, God the Son took on flesh. He was born of a virgin in Bethlehem just as the prophecies of old had told. He lived without sin so that He could sacrifice His life in place of ours. So that He could pay for our sin so that those who trust in Him as Lord would be given His righteousness. This is the only way we can be restored to God. The only way out of the darkness. The only way out of eternal damnation. To trust Jesus as Savior and Lord. The question is, will you confess your sin and submit your life to Him tonight and be saved? I pray you do. At a minimum, I pray you do real business with these things and even if you're struggling right now, that the Lord would not leave you alone, but would continue to wreck you and overwhelm you. And that if it be His will, one day you too be saved and look back on this night as maybe the most critical night of your life, by which the gospel was told and your ears were opened and faith was born. I pray you would ask a friend or a family member who loves you and maybe invited you tonight, someone who professes to be committed to Jesus, why this is different than religion and so many other things out there. What is so unique about life in Christ alone? Ask them about their hope, their love, their joy, and their peace in Jesus. God is doing great things new and exciting things here at Disciples Church in our 130th year of ministry here in Bakersfield, our second year in this new campus in the Northwest. And we're excited about what a new year holds. Um, and so we'd love to have you part of that moving forward. Uh, if you don't have a good church home, you'd like to grow with us in this new season. My prayer this Christmas and for our new year of 2020 is that we, the redeemed people of God, make much of the light of Christ. Tonight, tomorrow, 
and in the days to come, if the Lord wills it, that you would be an active part of the local church. You would grow in the living word, making disciples of those that God puts around you and testifying to those he puts in your path about the good news of Jesus. As we studied on Sunday, church, that the light of Christ would shine in and through us. I'm going to pray for us. I'm going to invite our worship team back up to lead us in a final song. We're going to sing, O Holy Night, together. And as we begin to sing, um, Matt and Rob, the other two elders at our church, will join me in lighting our candles from the Christ candle. And then each of us will go to the front of each of the three sections and begin to light the candles uh, in the front row. And then you will begin to share that light of the lit candle around the room. The, the, the trick to this, the, the success of this, is if your candle is lit, it needs to stay straight up. <laughs> Only the non-lit candle goes sideways. Okay? Otherwise, we just have a whole different cleanup reality. All right? If your candle is lit, keep it straight. And if you're lighting, you can come sideways. But seriously, as the light grows throughout the room, see the symbolism of the light of Christ going out to save many more lives. Maybe yours tonight. Maybe someone you love that God's put in your path or in your family, in your neighborhood. Church, consider the impact that our church family, our redeemed family can have as we faithfully share the gospel with those that God puts in our path to share the light of Christ with our families, our neighbors, and the ends of the world. Celebrate with me the light that is Christ as He saves His people, both near and far, for His glory, for their good, and for our joy. Amen? Pray with me. Father, we thank You for this time to gather, to sing, to enjoy this time as families, the family of God, to come together to treasure Your Holy Word and the readings and the the songs that we've sung to exalt your holy name, to really slow in the midst of all the chaos and all the busyness and all the wrapping and chopping and baking, to really just see and savor the gift that you gave in your Son. Greatest gift ever given. A gift we didn't earn. That we didn't deserve. A gift that brings new life. Sacrifice like no other to illuminate our lives, to give us saving faith, a new beginning, the testimony of lives changes all around the room, the testimony of people who thought they were good with these things because they've been a part of religion for a long time, but have found salvation, have found the gospel is such a joy to see growing Christians maturing, repenting, and sharing their faith. May that be us tonight, as we go about our evening, tomorrow on Christmas, and throughout this week to come and beyond, we thank you for Jesus, the light of the world. Be worshipped, God. Be praised. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.